Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they've become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan so you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. We're also brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Zion Williamson may or may not be fat again, Tate. We've, we've <laughs> been here before, and we are here once again. Uh, a picture of Zion uh, at NBA Media Day is circulating in comparison to the picture of him in 2019. The mystery continues. Uh, yes. We, the, I, I was on this early. This is why we, <laughs> we enjoy talking about this. Is I, I will never forget watching the McDonald's All-American game, and I fire off a tweet, as I uh, sometimes do. Um and I said, is Zion Williamson going to be the greatest fat basketball player of all time? And people yes. were very upset. They were like, what? That's <laughs> so disrespectful that you would say that. And I was like, I didn't realize this was controversial to say that this man is not. And, and, and you didn't know at the time that, you know, people didn't understand that you, you're not derogatory towards the fat no, delegation. No, I, you know I love I mean? the fat delegation. I am the fat <laughs> yeah, delegation. Exactly. I don't that care how problem. skinny. We've talked about this on the show. I don't care how skinny. I could step on the scale and it could say 81 pounds. I'm still fat. I will always be fat. My time. And I'm not, I don't say that like, as I see myself in my, I don't, I don't mean like I have body dysmorphia, Tate. I mean that like you have a mentality. To, yes. Yeah. Fat is a mentality. Fat is like you put like last night I'm out at dinner on uh we're in Jim and I are in Austin for the, the Texas football <laughs> game and we're out with the Fox crew and uh, I know it's a company card situation and the dessert menu comes around and I'm just like pointing at everything. I'm like, bring it all. Let's go. And <laughs> that's fat. That's fat. It doesn't matter how much. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> the same way that Zion would be. So you weren't yes. putting Zion down. You were no. just saying, I get it. I respect it. Uh, but with that being said, Zion might be fat right now. So we're going to talk about this and figure out yeah. uh, where he falls on the, uh, the fat spectrum, wh- how much of a concern this is, all that sort of stuff. Also, this might surprise you. Uh, this, th- this might end up being a pretty heavy Duke episode because uh, I'm, I'm going to need, there's, there's another mystery in the Duke community right now that I need you to explain to me because we have another <laughs> emoji translation situation on our hands. Yes. We, we yes. have, we have analyzed the eyeball emoji on this show before and tried to understand what that exactly means. <laughs> we have a new emoji from the Duke uh-huh. men's basketball Instagram account on Kyrie Irving's live Instagram live, uh, the shouting emoji, three of those. Yes, what with droplets, <laughs> with, with, with droplets coming out of the mouth, <laughs> droplets, unmasked, <laughs> spitting into the air. Uh, no, if you missed that story, uh, it's it's a stupid story, but it's perfect for the show. Yeah. So we'll talk and, about. And we'll what's your everybody. major kid is back? You know, that's yeah. the, that's the real yeah. teaser. What's your major kid is back into the lexicon. Journalism is not dead, so we're excited also, about that. Also, Big East might be talking expansion. Tate, they're kicking the tires. They're they're mm. they're they're testing the temperature of the water. They're seeing how America. <laughs> feels on uh gonzaga maybe going to the big east and and trying to trying to see the the way we'll talk about it so we're going to talk about it so we'll give uh val ackerman an idea of where we stand so then that way uh you know maybe she can maybe she's waiting for us to chime in so the most uh, westward team in the u.s is going to be in the big east who would have thought hawaii <laughs> well congratulations hawaii uh all that coming up but first woody durham he takes the timeout they're out of timeout 
All right, we got to start with Zion Tate uh, because this is uh, again, this is something that's near and dear to my heart from for a few different reasons. As we said at the top, uh, I have been a fat basketball player before in my life, um, mm. but also I was very early on uh, Zion's weight situation. And you know, when, when you're younger, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's kind of the issue. And I think this is why we got to talk about it because. Uh, I, I think the understanding, or at least the, the, what I thought was going to happen with Zion Williamson's basketball career, I thought that like when he got to Duke, he was a little pudgy. Um, but you know, it's going to all sort itself out. He's going to get like real <laughs> training for the first time in his life. He's going to have a dietitian that's just like, you know, maybe diet coke instead of maybe maybe the unsweet tea instead of the sweet tea. Like we're not trying to make drastic changes here. We're just trying to like. <laughs> We're just no, trying to win like, a few battles, you know. It's like when when I started playing high school sports, like the rule that my soccer coach had was like we cut out sodas, you know. We like yeah. you know what I mean? And that was like a big thing. And when we were in ninth grade, it felt like this this horrible thing that we had to do. But then by eleventh grade, you're like, I, I can't even drink a Coke or a Sprite. Like it burns my throat. You know what I mean? Yes. And like yes. Zion was going to that, but you know, at the next level, which is even That's more. What I- yeah. yeah, I thought like, uh, like, of course, again, uh, as, as a fat man myself, like I understand you can't just, it's not like you're going to suddenly just go from like deep fried stuff with gravy on it to kale salads. That's a, that, that's mm-hmm. a long transit. That takes a long time to get there, Tate. But uh, mm-hmm. what you can do is get small wins. Like, uh, you know, maybe don't eat the whole sleeve of cookies, Maybe yeah. just eat like two or three. You can yeah. do stuff like that. Maybe get a Cobb salad, you know, you maybe can maybe get you a can... Cobb salad. <laughs> Cobb salads have like 1500 calories, but they're still salads and that's a win. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I assume that Zion was like, like th- that's kind of why it was funny to me. I was like, this guy's kind of fat, but uh, he's obviously an insane basketball player and insanely athletic. And like, he was also using his weight to his advantage. That was the other part that like he was, yeah. And I guess that's where the concern comes in. We've talked about this before, so apologies if this sounds like a broken record because we have been <laughs> down this road before where Zion picture pops up and you're like, oh, my God, he's fat. But then remember the one like right before the bubble where he was in the weight room and he's got the mask and he's turning his head and it looked like it was Photoshop because he was so jacked and like, everyone's yeah. like oh, my God, Zion's going to They were calling him Thanos. Yes, yeah. they're like Thanos. Um, <laughs> so it's it, it's a ro- it's an absolute roller coaster. And uh Anyway, I, I thought that we would we would have this behind us, but we, we do not because the, the, the picture of him media day. I, we, I saw the one deal where he was. Uh, what was that? Where he was doing like a press conference and then he's walking off the stage and he looks like a he, I, don't, I don't know what he looks like. What is he? What would you even say? He looks, you know what I'm talking about? I, that one picture yeah, where he's like, it, 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 it looks, looks like, like Gepetto, it looks like Geppetto is uh, controlling him um, and <laughs> yeah. that his shoulders are like locked in tight and he's like a bodybuilder as he walks. It looks like the rock, you know, like once he got off his first cycle of steroids and he's like walking out, yes, but this has yes. nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? And I think Zion's weight is the new Oprah's weight. You know what I mean? It felt like America <laughs> was always you know, like talking about Oprah's weight. And I always thought it was very, um, you know, intrusive and very, you know, I was kind of just like, Oh, I don't, and, I don't care this much about this, but it, and now I'm talking about Zion in the same way. Zion is the new Oprah and we're Howard Stern. <laughs> just like <yes. laughs> coming on the air every morning. We're like, Oh my God. What Look, is at yeah. <laughs> Look at this picture. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, let's, let's lock in and offer some serious analysis here. Tate. Um, I I wonder if we could, we have talked about this before. I remember making this point on the show because my mind immediately went to Jared Solinger. I remember Jared Solinger's two years at Ohio State. Uh, yep. The first year he comes in, he's chubby. 
he's awesome. He dominates Ohio State in 2011, was the best team in the country all year. They get upset by Kentucky. Brandon Knight hits a shot over Aaron Kraft. Um, but, you know, Ohio State was awesome all year, and it was in large part because Jared Solinger was awesome. Then he shows yep. – he does not go to the NBA. He comes back as a sophomore, and he's lost a lot of weight. And he does, like, the Nigel Hayes deal where he's like, I got to show the scouts – that I can play on the perimeter if I need to. <laughs> so he's like, he's like posting up, but then he'll turn and face and try to shoot bank shots more often instead of just like throwing his ass into guys and, and using yeah. angles to score and all that. And uh, he, he comes back as a sophomore to show off his, his NBA skills. And like halfway through the season, you can tell he just, he just gave it up. Jared just was just like, enough's enough. This is stupid. I, I hate this. I hate this new life. I'm going to go back to <laughs> having a fat ass. What and works. Throwing, yeah, yeah. And throwing around. And he did. And he was awesome. And that was like, and, and so I guess as it pertains to Zion is I wonder if subconsciously he's like, I can't be skinny because like part of what has maybe dominate my whole life is I'm a, a, just a thick dude. That's just like coming through the lane and no one wants to take charges on me. It's a Mack truck. John Brinkus of mm-hmm. Sports Science taught us that. Yes. Was it John Brinkus yes. who thought us that or was it so? I, I, th- I think it was like stolen from John Brinkus, but he <laughs> said it was a, a Jeep going 10 miles per hour. <laughs> is what Jeep. it felt like if Zion runs over you. <laughs> Taking a charge. Who was it? Was, was it, it Dolezal? Yeah, who was exactly. it? It was Dolezal took a charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he almost died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but I guess the concern is is yeah is like is there something in Zion that's like I I I need to be bigger because if I if I'm not I lose all of my powers or is it just a case of just like a dude that's like never really thought about this before and just like eats whatever he wants and then he looks up and he's like oh damn I've put on like twenty pounds what happened there Yeah when he got hurt I had you know a lot of um, people in the NBA world that I that I randomly will talk to these are not higher up people these are not the Daryl Morey's of the world these are you know the the lower level NBA Mm -hmm. personnel you know you know some of these people Titus and as soon as Zion got hurt I got a text that said how many (laughs) how many pounds does Zion gain before he gets back to workouts you know what I mean like before he you know is able and cleared to get back to working out. I said, I'm guessing around 10. Look, it's a global pandemic. First and foremost, I want to say this. I empathize with Zion. When I saw the 2019 versus 2021, I saw a sliver of myself in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I knew what I was like in 2019. I was like, I was a young, skinny man, and the world was right there for the taking. You know what I mean? And that was the same that Zion was. And then I look at my 2021 self. One, I can't believe it's 2021. And two, I'm like, I got to get back to the gym. I got to get back yeah. into some sort of order here. Maybe I should get a Peloton. And I think Zion <laughs> is right Peloton. there. He needs a Peloton. He's on the same exact, you know, track of life. And I remember one day, this is way back, uh, you know, Michael Rappaport, um, you know, Michael Rappaport, mm. he came on Bill Simmons podcast um, and he came with an agenda and his agenda was against Dan Lebitard. And he spent the entire <laughs> podcast calling this man, the beignet bandit. And look, I, I love Dan Lebitard. Um, I, I was like in this weird place where like, you don't want to laugh because you're like, this is offending someone that I respect. Um, and then on the other side of that, you're like, man, the beignet bandit is a yeah. great nickname. You know what it's I mean? Like that nickname. is, yeah. that's a five-star nickname. And what I think has happened to Zion is that he has become the beignet bandit. And, uh, yeah. and, and I think it's a, this is a, this is a, this is a whole encompassing issue, which is like, you know, he goes to New Orleans, a city with great food, the big 
easy. Yes. Um, yes. You you can get gumbo that's five stars, and let, you know we were talking about the Cobb salad. That's the Cobb salad of a soup. You know, yes, it, it, it's, it's fifteen hundred to two thousand calories. <laughs> you, th- you you throw that down. Um, you know, maybe you get some some fried catfish after that. You know, you throw that down. That's another two thousand calories, and then mm-hmm. you're saying to yourself, well, like you did at dinner. This is not on me. This is on the New Orleans Pelican. So I might want to go get me some beignets from Cafe Dumont. You know what I mean? So I go to Cafe Dumont. I throw some beignets in there, and and I'm having a great time. And now you don't have workouts. Your foot's hurt. Um, You compound this over time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an easy 15 to 20 pounds. And that's where I think Zion is right now. Dude, that's how I got when I was at Ohio State. I was at my fattest by the time I was a senior because uh, I I had first of all I was hurt all the time and I would no one milked injuries like I could. I rolled an ankle, I'd be out for two and a half months. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would still travel with the team, um, obviously, because I like knew how obviously, to finesse everything. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm gonna still get, get all the perks and not have to put in any of the work. Duh, that's my brand. Um, but we would we would go on the road and uh, I would eat like a madman for that. Like we'd yeah. go to the nicest steakhouses, whatever towns we're in, and I would I would eat like an absolute madman because I would justify it as like I'm a Division one athlete. You're gonna work <laughs> then, this off, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. This like, is all I have, gonna come off. There's yeah. something about me. I'm genetically superior because like everyone else that's <laughs> not a Division one athlete like me uh, doesn't have high metabolism like I do. Mm. Um, and I am genetically superior to all those <laughs> losers. So I can totally put down like a, a 16 ounce steak and yeah, this is Zion's Sunday. mind right now. Yeah. yeah. We've all been a, there. A big mound of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I was doing that all the time. I was not actually practicing with the team because like they, I was hurt quote unquote, or like even when I wasn't hurt, they didn't really need me. Um, and, and I ballooned up and I, so I, I do sympathize. I know how I got here. And I think the, the, the problem tape moving forward is wondering, uh, does Zion think that he can just get it back? Because you can, you can like, that's the, that's mm-hmm. the trap that us fat guys fall into is like, I, I, I've put on some weight too in the Panther. Like I, I, I'm heading down the wrong direction, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've been here before I can get it back. I've done it. I've done this a thousand <laughs> times, but there's always like that one time where you don't get it back and, a, and it's just gone and just, yeah. sl- you just slip into the abyss of fatness <laughs> and you never come back. You never return. And you stay there. Yeah. And you stay there. And I don't know what age that happens. Uh, but I, you know, he's still a young guy, so he's still got time and all that, but that's, that's the fear. That's the fear here is like, he's like, I can get it back. And then you go to get it back and it doesn't come back quite as easy. And the worst part about, I mean, as someone, you know, I'm dealing with an injury right now and I, and I blame the injury on being overweight. You know what I mean? This is a, this has nothing to do with, with how I was playing the game, my decision to go up to make a block, but it was like, my body cannot, you know, take on the weight that, that it could in 2019 per se. That's the thing that scares me about Zion. You know, they're, they're saying in two weeks, he's going to go to workouts. And if he thinks that he can still do a 360, you know, window, I don't think that's going to be in the cards right now. Know. You know, I, th- I think he's about two months from getting back into that, um, you know, headspace. And the worst part about Zion, as I was talking about those NBA guys, they all said that the only way that he stays in shape apparently is, is by playing. Like he, he's not a great workout guy. Um, doesn't, doesn't work like, out. He doesn't yeah. like doing individual workouts. Was not trying to be the best at exercise. I play Kenny yes. Powers. I play real yes. sports. Yeah, of course. And that is Zion's <laughs> outlook, which is like, you know, I'll, I'll catch you on a five on five game, which as you know, Titus, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, yes, you play 82 games, but a lot of times there aren't just, you know, practice isn't really five on five scrimmages, you know, it's a lot right. of individual workouts. It's a lot of, you know, grouping guys together. The bigs are here, you know, the guards are here. We're doing these drills. 
And Zion, to stay in shape, needs to play games. So maybe the overtime... This is when I think the overtime league should jump in and have Zion play other games. Like, you know, he has no days off. You know, he just keeps playing at all times. This is a great idea. The overtime league, their opponent should be just a team full of NBA guys that are, like, going through rehab or whatever. Like, in the same way that a pitcher goes gets sent down to AAA or AA to to do a rehab start. Clay Thompson, before he comes back, he plays overtime elite for, like, two months. Yes, it's Clay, it's Zion, it's... (laughs) (laughs) It turns out to be, like, the most enjoyable team to watch. We're all, like, watching overtime elite. Oh man. Uh, all right. We'll, 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 we'll monitor this situation as we do. Uh, it's, well, it's one, very... one last thing I have to say, I do still own the domain is Zionfat.com. Really? I have the domain. Yeah. I've had it since 2018. Um, I, I don't know why I paid nine ninety nine a month to GoDaddy to keep this domain, but for some reason, I think that it's going to come back to help us. I have nothing there. Um, I think the site is like, I don't even think it, it, it works right now, but I own the domain. So Titus, you and I, we, maybe we, we do some before and after, maybe we do some like mystery pictures. We do like maybe a line graph, like, a line graph yeah. of like showing, cause I just Googled is Zion fat. And the top result is uh USA today headline, Charles Barkley, Zion Williamson isn't fat, but he must lose weight. <laughs> 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 that's that's from 2019. That's from oh, July wow. 2019. That was after the draft. Uh, and then I then the next one is from August 2020. Zion Williamson responds to critics saying he's overweight. Um, then there's July 2020. Photo of post quarantine Zion Williamson is going viral, which is the photo of him being in great shape. Oh wow. Then there's some Reddit thread. Zion Williamson's BMI puts him at least three times more likely. Oh, what the hell? This one, this one cuts off. I got to click on this. <laughs> Zion Williamson. Two years ago, Zion Williamson's BMI puts him at least three times more likely than the average individual to have a meniscus injury. I don't. I yeah. Who? who I don't know who's doing this research. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> we gotta was be, We got to be careful reading that. <laughs> Which I guess could segue into what we want to talk about next. We got to be careful just reading. Uh, Stats like that on the <laughs> unverified. <laughs> Turns out the internet isn't always accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Quick break to talk about T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for business. Also want to talk about Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Also want to talk about our friends at Edmonds. Buying a car is a major financial commitment and it's often an overwhelming process. It, that That's true always. It's become much truer. Supply chain issues. I don't totally understand them, Tate, if I'm being honest, but uh, that, that's in the news right now. We're talking about the supply chain. The supply chain is messed up and uh, cars are certainly impacted by that. It's become just an absolute farce of a process. It's ridiculous. Who wants to buy a car in this market? I'm going to tell you, folks, you do, because Edmonds has been taking the stress out of the entire car shopping process for over 50 years, and they've been keeping track of everything happening in the market to help you shop with confidence. With over 50 years of car shopping advice and price guidance all in one place, Edmonds gives you resources for every part of the process of buying or selling your car. Use their online tools to build your budget or calculate your financing options. Ensure any listing is a fair deal with built-in deal ratings. Get a free online appraisal in under one minute. 
with options for a real cash offer from a participating dealership. No personal information is even required. Spend less time stressing at dealerships and get most of the shopping done without ever leaving your home. Once you know how much your trade-in is worth, you can set your budget and start searching for new and used vehicles near you immediately. Car shopping can be stressful. Edmunds is here to help. Visit edmunds.com to get your free online appraisal today and start searching for vehicles in your area. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S.com. For cars, there's Edmonds. Let's let's move on to another Duke story, uh, which is the, <laughs> the ongoing Kyrie Irving situation, which like, honestly, woof, yikes. Don't really want to talk about that too much. That's, that's, yeah. There's nothing that needs to be said about that that <laughs> isn't already being said. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What I want to talk about is Kyrie Irving does this Instagram live. When was this Friday? No, this is Friday. I think, I recorded this Friday. This is Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. Dude, I'm losing track of days. Uh, Wednesday night, he goes on Instagram live to tell the world why he's not vaccinated. Like, and it's just a rambling, incoherent mess of like, you know, like, as, as, as you said, you and I have talked before off air. It's like when we were in ninth, 10th grade. And uh, I watched one special yeah. on the moon landing being fake. And I was like, I definitely believe yes. that now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, if you asked me in ninth grade about Stanley Kubrick, I'd be like, oh, you really want to talk about Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, well, yeah. he's the one that filmed the moon landing. And yes. uh, also the Illuminati. And yeah, yeah you know Dude, what I mean? Like, these are the things that you love in ninth and 10th grade. 15-year-old me uh, tied in the JFK assassination, the moon landing, mm. the Illuminati, mm. and... And Patrick Ewing going to the Knicks, and I did it all in like one <laughs> co- coherent. It was 1985. I was, like, I was like, "All right, so stick with me." Jack Ruby, noted Knicks fan. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick was a Lakers fan, so here's how this works. So David Stern. Uh, anyway, Kyrie goes on Instagram Live, and he's just talking nonsense because uh, Kyrie, as everyone said, he's a contrarian without a cause. He's a guy, he asks a lot of questions, and he's he's one of those people that's wired to think that like asking questions makes you smart, when really, Tate, as we know, as we've gotten older in our lives, asking questions does not make you smart. Having answers makes you smart. You know, yeah. like it's it's not enough to anybody can ask questions. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, like my, my three-year-old niece just asks why all the time. Yeah, like, that's we're a going phase here. When you're like, you're why? Three. Yeah. Why? why? Yeah. Why? Why is the sky blue? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Asking the questions isn't the giving us answers is important. Kyrie tried to give us answers, offered absolutely nothing but an incoherent mess. And the reason this is relevant to us is I don't want to talk about that part. I want to talk about as Kyrie is rambling, <laughs> as he's saying absolutely nothing. If you're watching this Instagram live feed, suddenly Duke MBB with a blue check mark next to it pops yes. up in the comments. And there are three emojis that appear to be, this is my translation and you can stop me Tate because you are the <laughs> emoji expert on the show. Uh, it is, it is the emoji of the guy like yelling, the silhouette guy yelling, which yeah. my understanding is, uh, I, I don't know what, 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 how would you phrase what this means? Like speak your shit, dude. Like, yes, no, keep going. Yeah. They're the, saying the, it. <laughs> I think those three emojis, uh, like you said, I, th- I think the uh, the emoji, you know, the direct, you know, correlation, the direct definition is basically say it louder for the people in the back. Oh yeah, there I, you I, go. I, okay. I, th- I think that that is what that those emojis are saying. They're saying, Kyrie, you were speaking truth, and you're speaking so much truth. I would like you to say it louder. <laughs> say it for even the people louder in the Kyrie. back. Yes, that's what they're saying. They are they are saying, please. Please get a megaphone and please let these people know what is coming out of your mouth right now. And I think, you know, 
this is the real story because we, we can get into the, like you said, I mean, th- this is not a place we've already kind of talked about the vaccine and, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me um, that are friends from high school. They have told me that this is my opportunity, Titus, to, to support Kyrie um, and that I would be down for the cause forever if I jump on this bandwagon and support oh Kyrie. I, 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 oh I don't know. I don't know. I, exactly. I, I don't really know what that means. Like, I understand that, you know, as a black man in America, there is tons of reason to be skeptical about something that's coming from the government. So if that is like the baseline of what we're talking about and, and he has a personal choice to make, then sure. You know what I mean? Like Kyrie, it is your personal choice. Um, I am not going to call Kyrie Irving Muhammad Ali. That That is like yeah, one thing that a, I'm not going to do. Yeah. And that yeah. is what, uh, you know, was happening in the comments. You know, I think Stefan Marbury was, you know, comparing him to Ali. Um, I, I don't, I don't see the direct correlation there, but I, but I do respect anyone that's going to make a choice. Um, and, and Kyrie, as we know this Titus, he has wanted to be a martyr for something, right. you know, he, he's yeah. wanted to find his cause to get behind. So if this is that cause, okay, that's fine. Moving on from that. Let's talk about this, this account because Nolan Smith um, which is number two uh, on Coach K's successor power rankings, mm-hmm. uh, right next to John Shire. John Shire's number one guy. He is Kyrie's number one mouthpiece. And he came out on Twitter um, basically before this live and says, if you have a problem with Kyrie, um, then then you should just shut up because you don't know what you're talking about um, and you can get out of here. And there was a lot of, you know, Titus, you know this. I, I talked to a lot of Duke people. There's a lot of intelligent Duke people that are splitting hairs right now, right? Yes. They don't know what to do yes. um, because uh, I think Joe Biden just hired uh, at the, at the FC or the FDA, um, the, the new leader of the FDA or whatever is like a Duke grad who, who's supposed to, you know what I mean? So like they have the intellectual Duke side and then they have the Duke basketball side that they are <laughs> arguing amongst themselves right now. And I think Nolan Smith might be running the Duke basketball account because Nolan Smith (laughs) is going, he is sticking his neck out full throttle for Kyrie as is Jay Williams. Jay Williams is, is sticking his neck full throttle out for Kyrie. Yep. And I don't know if it's like a Duke point guard thing or what it is, but all three of those guys are, are really trying to make a statement right now. It's, it's quite a sight to behold. I, I like the theory that Nolan is, uh, is operating the the account. It, it's the only it's the only way that I I honestly wouldn't be shocked if it was like Nolan was accidentally signed into the Duke account instead of his own account, and yeah. Nolan was like, "That's what he would have responded," which is like, "Say it louder for the people in the back." <laughs> and he didn't really realize he was on the Duke account, and then the screenshots happen, and now it's this whole thing. And, and the real story is that Jake Piazza, for the people at home, you're like, Jake Piazza is he related to Mike Piazza? No, Jake Piazza is the Duke Chronicle reporter who yep. Coach K famously asked, "What's your major?" What's your, after, what's your major after Louisville, right? After they lost to yes. Louisville. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Jake Piazza is back. The what's your major kid is back. He's the one who wrote this story, this expose about the Duke account, uh, <laughs> putting the say it louder for the people in the back emojis. And no one has asked coach K yet. I think that is the next Jake Piazza. <laughs> once he asked coach K, he might get his head bitten off. Um, I, but we, we have to be a part of this. I just, my, my mind goes to Bo Burnham uh, with his little bit <laughs> and his new special about like, you know, it's not enough for, it's not enough to be, uh, to, to buy Pringles or whatever, whatever he's yeah. paraphrasing, obviously he's like, it's not enough <laughs> to simply buy Pringles because you enjoy Pringles. Will you join Pringles in the fight against <laughs> 
racism <laughs> and bigotry in this country. Yes, literally. That's how I feel. We're, like anytime brands are trying, like the, the, that's why it's so fun in me. It's like the Duke, you, like you follow Duke, the Duke basketball <laughs> account just to like have behind the scenes videos that are edited with cool music of guys yeah. dunking in practice. Like that's, yeah. that's really all I want. And then every so often, like a stat that's like, Duke has been in the AP poll for the last 400 weeks. And you're like, wow, yep. that's crazy. Yep. Cool. And like, that's why I follow you. You're account. expecting to see like a video that's like 15 seconds and it's a TikTok, and it's Joey Baker. And it's like Joey yes. Baker's layup package, three fire emojis. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. That's what you expect. Or it's, or it's like uh, uh hashtag national coaches day. Shout out to the goat on hashtag national <laughs> coaches day. And then it's a video of coach K just like clapping above his head to the camera. Crazes, yeah. You know, yeah. like that, that's why you follow the account. Like we, we want like stupid shit like that to just come up mm -hmm. in our feeds and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Double tap. Sometimes, sometimes I'll get in the comments and troll something. I don't know, but that's, <laughs> that's really the extent of it, Tate. And then suddenly you have a story like Kyrie Irving. It is, his, he's not anti-vax. He's as people are saying, anti, 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 anti-vax, whatever the hell that means at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and to see that Duke, the Duke Instagram account chiming in and the chiming in in a way that it's just emojis is just like, it's so preposterous. And it, and it, it is a perfect encapsulation of these times that we live in um, where like I simultaneously went off this stupid ride. Uh, but also like it's <laughs> you, you sometimes if you're in the right state of delirium and, and you, 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 this hits you at the right moment. Uh, you actually think it's like the funniest shit ever. And you're like, this is amazing. This is, a, this yeah, is amazing no, that no, we live I mean, we're, we're, at a time like this. <laughs> we are all gawking. You know what I mean? We are all on the verge of idiocracy. I saw this week that The Rock announced that he is not ruling out, um, you yes. know, running for president. You know, that Dude, that's the, Matthew McConaughey. I'm in Austin right now. Like people are like talking about Matthew McConaughey and like no one knows if it's serious or not about running for governor uh, of Texas. <laughs> I don't even think Matthew McConaughey knows if it's serious. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think he would run for it, but he's like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way I could be governor. And everyone's yeah. like, there is a way. You, a way. you could definitely be governor. Easy. It's very easy. <laughs> I might be able to be governor. <laughs> I mean, that's the world we're living in. We're all on the highway right now. We're all we're all on the 405 and we see the wreck. And we don't yeah. want to be the, the car that's gawking and looking and slowing down, but we can't help ourselves because there's yeah. literally a train wreck that's happening right now in, in the world of Duke basketball. Yeah. It's 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 nuts. Uh Kyrie, by the way, Tuesday is uh is opening night, right? The Nets play Tuesday. Yeah. I'm 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 getting a little worried that my theory that Kyrie is just gonna be like I'm vaccinated JK uh and show up on opening night. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm a little worried I, I might be off on that. I I honestly Kevin Durant, I watched KD's probably because to me, you have to read between the lines here, you know, like Kevin Durant ha has really gone out of his way to defend Kyrie's antics uh, across the board throughout his entire tenure together. You know, even the decision to go to the Brooklyn Nets, I think that yeah. had a lot to do with Kyrie. You know, I, yeah. I think Kevin, I think Kevin wants to play basketball and in Kevin's mind, playing basketball in New York, mid Madison square garden. But I think once he met with ownership, once he talked to Kyrie, he was convinced to go to Brooklyn and he's happy about it. You know what I mean? I, th I think he's doing a great job, but it's obviously his team. 
And, you know, when he was asked about Kyrie, I think he gave the the most succinct answer about it. And the truest answer about the whole situation, which is like, we're not going to change his mind, which is what Kevin yeah. said. He's like, I'm not yeah. changing his mind. Yeah. You're not changing his mind. So what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, what what is the point of this? Because like Kyrie, the more we talk about it, in fact, the more that you're playing into what Kyrie wants, which is what I think all these Duke guys want. And, just and to start I, and the I'm, conversation. Just the, just to, get, <laughs> not, to, not, to not even to start the conversation. I mean, yes, sure to start the conversation, but to make the conversation about them. What is Kyrie <laughs> Irving in the same way, like, you know, when I, when I did the Duke scoop and I told you, what does coach K want? You know? And it's like, he wants it to be about himself. Like what does Kyrie <laughs> want? You know, he wants it to be about him. What does Jay Williams want on ESPN Titus? You know, he wants it to be about him. That That is all this is about. When Jay Williams got on Twitter yesterday and saw Jay Williams is trending. He doesn't care why <laughs> he could care less. He literally like it, it does. It does not matter to him as long as he is trending. As long as he is at the top of your mind. Same with Kyrie. Kyrie's the biggest star in the NBA right now. He is taking up all yeah. the headlines. Guess who he's knocking off the headlines? LeBron Dude, James. I'm, you know I'm what excited. I mean? Like that. That's the world that we're in. I'm excited for the the next Duke basketball Instagram post. That's like most uh, interacted with. Most trending NBA stars in yes. the 2021 22 yes. season. Number one, Kyrie Irving. And like Duke puts that out and was like, we, we, we make stars. Number one, Kyrie Irving. Number two, Zion Williamson because he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's 100% within the realm here. of possibility. And, and there's, there's also a possibility that I could see Kyrie going back to Duke as a way to like try to bridge this gap. Like Kyrie dude. could be at Duke games this year. Yeah. Dude, whoa. Kyrie retires. He's in the mix now in the, the coach K successor mix. Kyrie wants John Shire's job. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. That's Duke. Duke is a Duke is a private university. Uh, so, I mean, I assume, I don't, I, I assume Duke is, has a vax vaccine mandate. I, I they don't have know a mandate. Every not. employee, every employee at Duke has to have the vaccine. I, 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 I would assume Duke would do that, but uh, you know, they're yeah. private universities, so they couldn't, if they, they're free to make an exception if they want, if, if Kyrie yeah, was, if Kyrie wants to be on staff, if Kyrie wants to be the head coach, oh my God, dude, this would be great. What if Kyrie like forms? That's how he, that's how he wins me back. I, I will, I will be pro Kyrie. If he decides <laughs> that his next move is to retire from, from the NBA and form a coup a la Penny Hardaway to take John Shire's job that like, as John Shire yeah. is in your year three at Duke and he has not made a final four yet. You have Kyrie Irving just like firing off tweets you have Kyrie Irving like building relationships with these five star recruits. Yeah. Saying, like, if you hire me, I will bring four or five star recruits immediately to Duke. And, and yeah, and away we go. But I don't think John Shire, like, John Shire's bringing the five stars too. But I'm trying to figure out a way this happens. That would no, be I, I, <laughs> I, think I, I was going to say, I think it's possible because Kyrie has that kind of cachet. I also talked to um, a young guard uh, who was in college. I won't give his name, but he is close with Kyrie. And he said Kyrie is his hero. Um, mm. that, that was the the exact uh, quote that he gave me. And and literally, it like the way he was talking to me, it was like as if I was talking to a young Serena Williams about Arthur Ashe. You know what I mean? Like that. That's how that th- that is how the reverence th- that he spoke with about Kyrie. And look, I, I will say this: I like Kyrie. I really do. I like Kyrie as a basketball player. I like Kyrie. Like I, I like that he wants to be 
you know, a part of this grand move of, of trying to move the consciousness forward. I think that's uh, something to to commend at some level. But like we talked about, what is it right now? You know what I mean? Other than wanting to have attention, that that is what right. is throwing me off. You know what I mean? It's like I get it's a personal choice. I, I'm I'm a little thrown off by all these guys talking about how they hate mandates. I'm like, that's going to come back to get you. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know what this is. Uh, sorry, that was a bad joke. But um, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what is the uh, I, I, I just I don't know. I don't really get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get that you have a reverence for this guy. I get that you love the way he plays basketball and like you look up to him. But like he he's leading like a revolution. And I'm not he's sure. Kanye, if dude. He's yeah, Kanye. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's the Donda cat. He's starting. He's going to start the Donda Academy, and maybe he maybe, might be the coach of the Donda Academy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his next move. He's the head coach of the Donda Academy. It's uh, it's crazy. No, you're right. It's uh, you know, like 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 we've we've always said, that. like Kyrie, make your personal decision. That's what everyone else, you know, like we're not. I've I've never said that we're supposed to strap these guys down to a table. No, and force a vaccine into their arms. But like, like I I think what's so annoying is like the decisions have been made. It sounds like so. Like let's just move on, right? Like, yeah, you, that's like, what Kevin like, said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, the Nets, the NBA, whoever, this, the the state of New York, the city of New York, whatever the mandate is, they're like, you have to be vaccinated to play. The Nets come out and they said, no half measures. Either if you're on the team, you're on the team. If you're not, you're not. Uh, we we require you to be vaccinated to play on our team. Um, so now make your personal decision. Kyrie's like, my personal decision is I'm not going to get vaccinated. There, it's done. It's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wipe your hands clean. Yeah. Conversation cool. over. That's Leave it. Kyrie alone. That's it. Maybe Leave that's what, you know, yeah. like the Britney Spears thing. Maybe we jump on that bandwagon where we're just like, leave Kyrie alone. Just literally leave him alone. Stop asking him questions. Stop asking Steve Nash yeah. about it. Stop asking KD about it. Um, if Kyrie wants to speak for himself, he'll go on Instagram live. A hundred thousand people will watch it. And and Duke will be in the comments saying, say it louder for the people Dude, in the back. I, I, I do. This, this is, uh, this might be reckless to say, but I, I think you're the, you're the person to talk to this about. And I think, uh, a lot of people in our audience will, will not along. So I'm just, just trying to stick with me, but, um, talking about like when we were 15 and you'd watch like some moon landing deal, some guy that's yeah. like cooped out of his mind, but you're 15 years old. So you're like kind of right there with him intellectually. Um, <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, this makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Uh, I miss that time of my, I don't know if it was the time of my life or is the time, uh, we as a society as a whole, but I do remember a time where conspiracies were like fun. You yeah, know, like yeah, they, yeah. they were, they, maybe there were victims in them or like maybe there was like kind of a, a heinous way to spend, I don't know, whatever you were talking about. But for the most part, it was just like, like even like the flat earth deal, like, I mean, it, it has become a, now if you are a flat earther, like there are, there's like a contingent of people that get very upset about like, what your uh you know the, the platform you're using and how education is a problem in this country and so many people are looking up to these people you know and like i understand all those arguments my point is like it used to there was a time in our live state where you could just be you know drinking a beer smoking a blonde or whatever and you just like turned your buddy and you're <laughs> like are we sure the world the world is round and then you'd you'd talk about it and then at the end of the night you probably wouldn't really think about it again it was just like a fun thing to like talk about and there was yeah. no stakes and nobody cared and nobody and and uh i mean i used to i used to do that all the time guy. we just like like what's the one conspiracy theory you believe in and we talk about it and it was fun and then like you wouldn't look at your friend like he's out of his mind you know and now that's where we've arrived because all the conspiracy the, the conspiracy theories are not the conspiracy theories are not fun anymore 
I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. It's very serious. It's a very serious business. And I yeah, miss like the time where, yeah, I miss the time when you could just be like, <laughs> I don't think dinosaurs ever existed. And then like everyone's just like, whoa, that's crazy. Wow. What do you, what do you mean that, by that? And you're like, no, I don't that, know. That I, was, like, <laughs> I, I was going to say, that's literally the one that came to mind. I was like, dinosaurs is always kind of like, aliens and dinosaurs. You know, those are the two that you yeah. would go to um, kind of as, you know, and then, you know, as you got more in, into the real world, you know, I remember you know, when Jay-Z was blowing up, you know, I was convinced that Jay-Z was in the Illuminati, right? So like, <laughs> I'm in ninth grade. I'm like telling all my friends, I'm like, damn, like they got him. Like he sold his soul. You know, have you heard the song <laughs> The Evils? You know, like he talks about selling his soul and like, yada, yada, you know, and like these are, these are the things that you talk about in ninth grade. But like you said, by next week, if someone came up to me and they're like, Jay-Z, Illuminati, I'm like, oh yeah. And then I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I, don't know? Remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember on. one of my buddies, one of my buddies, uh, when we were in high school, listened to every single second of every Tupac song ever recorded, even the ones that weren't released. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are apparently a lot of unreleased Tupac songs and made a very, uh, I wouldn't say compelling, but I would say very detailed case that he was still alive. And like, mm -hmm. if you can see that he faked his death, it's in his lyrics. It's all right here, right in front of us. And I got to say that was, that was one of them, that week of high school was one of my favorite weeks. And I didn't think that guy was stupid. <laughs> like, I didn't agree with him, but I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is awesome yeah. that I have friends that are going to this link to like, <laughs> to go over this stuff. I, and it's no there, stakes. It was like, it was like, this is fun. This is funny. We're, we're stupid kids. We're bored. Uh, just, just, yeah, this passes the time and then we move on. And uh, I don't know if we'll ever get back there, Tate. I don't know how, how we could ever, as a society, well, get back to that Well, what has happened is, like, the people that took it literally or the people that, you know, were like, I'm really drinking the Kool-Aid on this, they didn't just, you know, comment, right? They didn't just, like, you know, watch the YouTube video a few times. Like, they created communities. They created yeah. Facebook groups. They created, yeah. you know, whatever deep that's web right. groups that they created. You know, that that's what's happened. You know, it's like we... Some people took it to the next step. And I think a lot of us, you know, we were surface level, you know, I, dip your toes in. Aha, this is funny. And then you move on. But like for the ones that continued, <laughs> continued on that dark path, there, there really is no way coming back. And the, the most ironic part of all of it is that all the people that are on that path, the conspiracy path, they're all trying to get enlightened. You know what I mean? At yeah. least that's what I've heard. You know what I mean? That, that's how they all say, like, they're chasing the light and they're going to get enlightened. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, you were running into the darkness. <laughs> you, mm -hmm. were, you were getting lost <laughs> in the darkness. Dude, I, I blame Joe Rogan, too, by the way, because his, yeah, his, his show used to be like <laughs> his podcast used to be like just smoke weed with his buddies and talk about aliens. And like, yeah. do you think there's a fifth dimension? And we, we have no idea whether there is or not. But let's talk about it. Like, what if? What if, uh, you know, and that was like basically the show. And now he's having like scientists and politicians on to like yell at them and say, <laughs> yeah, he's like Dr. Sanjay Gupta, yeah. come on the yeah. show, come on the show. Let's debate. Let's hash it out. Like what the hell Let's happened, debate. dude? Let's debate. Like, I want to see a debate. I want you to get high with <laughs> It does seem like that is a that is like a part of the society that we're in right now. Even in basketball, you know, it's like all this talent, right? We're all looking for someone to blame, you know. And I do think yeah. that we we collectively like Kyrie needs someone to blame, you know. And I and I think it's the NBA, it's the patriarchy, it's whatever you know, whatever yeah. he decides it's going to be. But I think that we need someone to volunteer as tribute to be the one that takes the blame. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. Roger Goodell kind of does that in the NFL. He's like, That's, I, Roger Goodell's awesome. Roger Goodell's an awesome commissioner. <laughs> Everybody hates him. That's what I, I've always made that case to Roger Goodell. People, they, people thought like, I think the tide's turning on Adam Silver a little bit, but everyone was like, 
Adam Silver is the greatest commissioner of sports I've ever seen. Roger Goodell might be the worst. <laughs> I was seen. like, I was like, why do you think that? I was like, because right, people would say because everyone hates Roger Goodell, and I was like, exa- that's exactly why he's like the best commissioner in sports history. Yeah. The fact that like everybody seems to hate him except the owners, like that's his job. That's literally his job is to be the face. Yeah. Of- Same with Mark Emmer, by the way. Like when you want to hate someone at the NCAA. Mark Emmert's like, I'll I'll take it on the chin. Yeah, he's yeah, like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do the interview. I'm shameless, dude. I'll keep cashing them checks and let everybody hate me. I don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. You're right. Someone in the NBA needs to step like Adam Silver needs to step I, up. I think in society, you know what I mean? We all just need we need someone to volunteer a tribute to say, like, I'm that guy, you know? Yeah. It's my fault. You know, this is a very much like the opposite of goodwill hunting, where he's like, It's not your fault. We need someone to stand up and say, It is my fault. Yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, and, and and as you said, to put a bow on it, uh, Kyrie Irving, personal decision, do what you want. I understand as you, there, there are legitimate reasons to be skeptical. If, if you know, I, I understand the black community, as you said, and, and, and trusting the government is not something that comes as easy, maybe to guys like you and I. And um, if you yeah. have your reasons, you have your reasons. That's fine. All that's fine. Uh, calling him Muhammad Ali is, is if, if, if sabotaging your career makes you a martyr, then like, I, the decisions I've made throughout my life, I mean, I might, I might be Jesus Christ with <laughs> if, <that's, laughs> if we're basing it on that, if, yeah. if you're basing it off of sabotaging your career, I mean, like, my God, I wake up every day. And <laughs> yeah. And think my, of my, to- <laughs> the podcast network I built over $200 million. I got none. You know what I mean? Like I, I've made some bad decisions. <laughs> Like, you know, we can get over it, but at the end of the I moved day, to like, LA, I moved to the, I moved to <laughs> one of the most expensive cities in the country and quit my job immediately. And then didn't have a job lined up. And get <laughs> yeah. Look, we, I we, am Muhammad we, Ali. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the, that's the only thing that we, uh, we're trying to figure out, but yeah. I, I have to ask you before we get, we change the subject. What yeah. does coach K say? Um, because Coach K again, he's he had ACC this, media right? days. He, well, he hasn't been asked yet, and, he's and going I do to, think, though, that, right? Yeah. Well, I think Jake Piazza is going to ask him. Uh, I do. I think what's your major kid comes in there with the take, and the take yeah. is Coach K needs to shut this down. And I think <laughs> Coach K has to walk a fine line because Coach K does love Kyrie, and, and Coach K does love the future five stars. But Coach K also loves Eddie Q, and Eddie Q's not going <laughs> to let him get away with, like, you know, it's a personal choice. So, like, it, it really is, like, in the Coach K farewell tour, you know, this is not good. This is not this good is news not for him. where he wants to find himself <laughs> in mid-October, right before the farewell tour. Because, again, he's tour like, this is off. supposed to be about me. He's yeah. like, why are you talking about Kyrie? This is I about do, me. I, dude, I love the idea of Jake Piazza just being <laughs> Trent Krim of the Independent and just, like, just yeah. And you got Coach K that just wants everyone to kiss his ass, and then you got the one guy that's just like, "I'm going in on this yeah. dude." I'm yeah, he's like, "I got him. a question. I got, I got a question. I got a question." Right, and then like he only asks. <laughs> <laughs> My version of Jake Piazza is he's only asking K like the most controversial questions we have in this country, or like the, the most hard hitting yes. shit. Like they, yes. they beat Presbyterian by twenty seven. And in the post-game press conference, he's asking about abortion bills. Okay. No, he's asking about the, the lost middle class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 20-year-old kid at Duke. In case he's putting Taking Kate's notes. brain in a pretzel. <laughs> I think oh, Kate man. bans it from the press conference if he asks him about Kyrie. I really I do. So, yeah. I, I think that's the end. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. That, that's the, that's Good luck, the, Jake. The, the sad part about uh, – about colleges and the reason so many like beat reporters uh, in college sports are, are ass kissers and all that is because uh, 
these colleges they they control the access and like the moment that they, yeah. they don't like you. I mean, Jake Piazza might already be cut off, honestly, at this point. Seriously, yeah, might have they might have because I mean the article that he wrote was just from being on Instagram Live. It's not like he had any access other than you know you and I could have wrote that article, which is like we were on Instagram Live and but, yeah yeah and Duke yeah. said say it louder for the people in the but, back, you know. But the, the problem that Duke has is this kid goes to Duke and you're supposed to be on our side. It's like the uh, the Oklahoma football situation where yeah uh, Lincoln Riley was trying to keep it a secret as to who's going to start this week. And the Oklahoma, you saw that? You see this yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Oklahoma journalism guys were like, uh, I'm just going to look out my window at the, <laughs> at the practice. At field. practice. And then I see that Spencer Rattler is not taking first team reps. Yes. So then and, they report and, it. But, but that's how these schools operate. It's like if you work at the school newspaper, you're supposed to be a mouthpiece for the school. You're not supposed yeah. to like do actual journalism. What the hell? <laughs> what are you no, doing? I, mean, I think we said this on the last year. Or I said it to you maybe off air, but like, journalism by definition or, or what you're supposed to do in reality is like write what people don't want to be written. Right. That's kind of yes. like the, uh, the de facto thing that you go to. Like I'm not writing something that someone wants to read about themselves, which is why when people ask about journalism, I would say it's dead for the most part, because like everything that you hear is PR, right? I mean, well, PR it's PR is journalism now. I mean, there, there's really no, I mean, you can find Reuters or one of these places and you're like, Oh, that's, that's five-star journalism, but still like there's a PR, purpose behind some of these right. uh, you know like the reason that you do this amazing story that's journalistic is because you want to get the pr of being true journalism you know what i mean like it's, I, it's, I, it's I, crazy i think too that uh people are the, the quote-unquote journalists um like us there there aren't many people like you and i tate who aren't scared to ruffle I'm, I'm i'm saying that tongue-in-cheek by the way for this <laughs> that are picking up on the sarcasm um, me, meanwhile we we bring on the, the coaches yeah, we, we're like we're, we love your program yeah we'll carry water for anybody that acknowledges us uh but journalism as a whole like journalism is not a friend making business it's not supposed to be and i think like mm. the way i don't know if it's like social media's fault or what but like it, it does feel like people just don't want to be disliked and you just want yeah. to be liked and the easy and, and you're not going to be liked if you're the guy that's writing articles about if you're writing these exposés or the you know yeah or trying to snoop on Oklahoma football practice or all that kind of stuff. That's how you get enemies, and that's how and and I think like you start going down that path enough, you get a lot of resistance, and then what will end up happening? And God, I hope it doesn't happen to Jake Piazza because this young kid's showing a lot of promise here. <laughs> uh, you start going down that path, and you get resistance, and then you're like, why would I do what? Maybe I should just like write blogs that are just like, you know, the top 10 times Zion Williamson was a Marvel character, yeah. you know, like maybe I should do <laughs> yeah. that instead. And, and like, maybe I like that seems, and then I'll do that. And like, I'll get, you know, 27 likes on my tweet where I tweet out the link to that. And like, that seems like a more fun job than like having coach K than having to look over my shoulder. If coach K is going <laughs> to, I think that's, I think that's why I love TV Teddy so much because to me it's like, um, he kind of represents like the, you know, the fourth estate or whatever you want to go. Like he is the press to me, right? Like if we're using it in basketball, like the yeah. officials are the journalists, they are the press. They're supposed to be objective. Right. And like, it's right. easy yeah. to be at a home game with the home crowd, like you said, and, and they want you to write that, that, that 10, the ranking of Zion, you know what I mean? And they want to cheer and they want to say, what a great article, what a great piece. Yes. But, it, but when you call that charge, they don't want to hear, they're going to boo you out of there. When you yes. write that expose that 
that says your favorite hero is actually a bad guy, they're going to boo you out of there. But you have to embrace that, you know, because it's yeah. not your job to get the cheers or get the boos. It's your job to to call this game objectively. And that's what TV Teddy's there to do. See, and yes, sometimes you make it about yourself and that's what journalists do. But at the end of the day, you're trying to be fair out there. And that's all you can ask for. TV Teddy's greatest point of pride is that everybody hates him equally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, exactly. he's like you, that, that's how you know I'm doing a good job. This whole country hates me. Everywhere I go, they hate well, me. It, and that's it, how I know I'm South great Park. at this. It's the South Park model that we've always talked about, which is like the rule of South Park and the reason why I love it is because nobody is safe. Like, yeah. you, you know, you go, you go to South Park and you're laughing at the expense of someone else and you're like having a jolly good time. You're like, this is hilarious. Kanye West, is he really a gay fish? LOL. <laughs> and then they say something about like, you know, you specifically or you, yes. you know something you identify with and you're immediately like, wait, that's not funny. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It's like, yeah, but it, it turns it on his head and you're like, it actually is funny, you know? And I think that's. Men trace, but they spent like 20 years conditioning me to think that like caring about anything is stupid and that yeah. everyone on both sides is dumb, no matter what the issue is, not even politics. Yes. It's like if whether you like the McRib or not, just yeah. the fact that you're you have an, an opinion, you're a loser. <laughs> but then, like, as they started to get a conscious uh, at, later in, in, in the South Park run, they started making fun of the people that don't pick a side. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait, what? That's it. Yeah, that's you're us. turning it on that's me? A- no, it Matt was the Trey, vote or die we thing. Were, yeah, which Stan's like, a, yeah. Stan's like, I don't want to vote. <laughs> He's like, like, I, vote I, thought we, I thought we had an understanding that just like right in the middle is is cool because we're the cool guys that don't actually get on the field. We just yeah. sit on the sideline yeah. and talk shit about the people that have thoughts. <laughs> they're like, no, that's not cool. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then I uh, and then I graduated high school and now here we are. Uh, all right, let's talk about um, uh, uh, some some stuff of, of actual substance in college basketball. It's time to time to actually lock in here because mm. um, the, the the news. I guess the 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 big news in college basketball um, is probably this, right? That that the Big East is now kicking the tires on. Well, like I I, I forget what the quote was. I didn't write it down. But Val Ackerman, uh, commissioner of the Big East, she says that that the Big East is now. She's like asking the presidents to at least consider the possibility of maybe someday Tate having the conversation about the potential of expanding. And the reason this sets off all the alarm bells is because number one, uh, the, the conference realignment has been going on in college sports for forever, really. But uh, yeah. it's, it's picking back up with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, as we know, and the dominoes, everyone's looking around trying to figure out where the dominoes are going to fall. The big 12 is now backfilled Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, the American is, is, is bleeding. We know this stuff. Uh, so if the Big East is expanding, the question then becomes, where are they expanding? What, what markets are they expanding into? Which schools are going to join the Big East? In everyone's mind, and, and I, I, I feel safe in saying this because I assume your, your mind worked this way too. Everyone's mind goes to Gonzaga because uh, the mm. Big East has no football. The Big East, uh, all these, basically every school in the Big East, not every single one, but basically every school has a religious affiliation to it, uh, has no football, and has very, very proud basketball tradition. There is one very obvious school that checks all of those boxes in this country that is not in the Big East. That school is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. But the conference is called the Big East. Gonzaga is in Washington, uh, so it feels like a non-starter. But the fact that they're talking about it, maybe we're starting. She said that – she said that geography is is not a non-starter. They're like it's not like you know. The, the, we're, she, I I don't know if she was asked about Gonzaga specifically, but just like people were asking her. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're reading the tea leaves. They're like, yeah. what about Gonzaga? And uh, she said geography is not going to be the the final 
say, but it is very, very important. And the fact that they're even discussing it, the fact that it's even in the ether, as we notate in college sports and conference realignment, if it's even acknowledged even a little bit, there's it's truth, real. There's some truth there, and it's and it's actually yeah. real. What say you? Where? How do you feel about all this? What uh? What happens next? I like the idea of a power basketball conference because we have SEC, which is a power football conference that's on the way. So we know that that's going to already be taken care of. Um, The Big East, the old Big East especially, I mean, has a special place in any basketball. If you don't love the old Big East, do you even love basketball? I mean, that's really um, the, the, the first thing we have to say. I mean, we we love Lou Carnesecca. We love the sweater game. Um, We love Big John. Yep. We love everything old Big East. And when we're thinking about the new Big East, you know, we're hoping that Villanova can have like a, a, a second party, like a UConn or like one of these programs. I mean, you know, that maybe DePaul, you know, maybe, maybe it's mm-hmm. DePaul's time. Who knows? It might be. Um, it might be. It might the be. Chicago, the Chicago Just recruits might go there. Get the um, Chicago recruits and away we go. <laughs> You're one recruiting class away, DePaul, from being back. One recruiting <laughs> class could change it all. I love the I love the idea of Gonzaga having a basketball home. I, I don't I don't even know if the Big East makes really any sense because like yeah. you said, Washington, like I would just have to get over that. But then at the end of the day, like when I think of the Big East, I don't necessarily think of like the East Coast, I guess. I, I think about the schools and what they represent. So Gonzaga could represent the values of the Big East, but still be in the West. Um, which might be something that transcends everybody, which is like a big message, which is like no matter where you are or where you're from. You know, you can be a part of anything if you truly believe it, kids. And whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, that was for Kyrie. Um, uh, but I, I think Gonzaga, they need to do something, right? Yeah. I, I want it to be the Pac-12. Yeah. They got to do but, something. They got to do but something. Like we, you said, full, without football, I don't think they can do the Pac-12. We we are a uh, we are a West Coast Conference podcast. Obviously, um, we mm-hmm. we we love the LMU Lions. We love the Pepperdine Waves. Uh, who else do we yes. love? Who else is in the we love everybody in the West Coast uh, Conference. We can't we even love, pick. Say, <laughs> we love all those other schools that are deaf. St. Mary's. The Dons. Is one. Yeah. The Dons. That's a team. Pacific, I believe, is in the arbitrary just listed. <laughs> just we keep, just going. keep going. This is a Sporkle <laughs> quiz. Uh, but uh, I, I, the Gonzaga has to do something. They got, they got to, I, I don't know what it is. I think my solution, I, I threw this out uh, without even giving it any thought whatsoever. It just felt right in the moment on a podcast mm. not too long ago. And I, and I've talked myself into it. I think what about the idea of Gonzaga being independent, doing the Notre Dame football model yeah. and just like, I, I don't know how all the TV rights would work, but like the, the appeal of Gonzaga going to the Big East, because I've seen people make the point that Gonzaga did, does Gonzaga even need the Big East. Gonzaga has made two national title games in the last five seasons. Um, they're knocking on the door. Like they're good. They're probably going to be the preseason number one team this season. Um, yep. They they load up their non-conference schedule. I don't know if you've looked at Gonzaga's non-conference schedule this year. It's insane. Absolutely insane. They, they're, they're playing everybody. They, 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 they've, they've fallen into this model of doing it this way, where basically it's flipped on its head. Whereas like the power conference teams will play a bunch of nobodies in the non-conference. And then, you know, their conference is tough. Gonzaga's kind of, they, they understand that their conference isn't that tough. So they'll play anybody anywhere um, in the non-conference. And I think we've reached a point in 2021 where uh, if, if you're still arguing that like Gonzaga isn't built for, for March or like what, like being in the West coast conference does not uh, adequately get them ready for the NCAA tournament. You're an idiot and you haven't been paying attention. Like they're fine. Now they figured it out. They figured out the formula to, to win a title. They just haven't done it yet. Right. Uh, yep. But 
the, the other point, all this is obviously money, Tate. And, and if you go to the Big East and you sign a, a, a television deal with Fox, you get a truckload of money in Spokane, Washington that you can take to then like pay for your scouts to go all over the world and get Rui Hachimura's in Japan and Kelly Olenek's in Canada and all these other dudes <laughs> that you're, you're pulling from every corner of the globe that no one else seems to be able to find. So um, I, I think, I think that's the part is like, if Gonzaga joins the big East, they, it's the TV rights. It's, it's whatever contract the big East signs, they get a ton of money. Villanova now has like a true competitor uh, in yeah. terms of, of competition at the top of the big East in, tr- in terms of like national title caliber programs. Uh, but I think I think I want Gonzaga to go independent because I think like that's that's too much. The, the, the geography thing is too much. It, it, it's like because it, it gets a little dicey about like all the Olympic <clears> sports. <throat> like, what, are, are we going to send the women's team, the women's tennis team, you know, from Providence to, to Spokane to play like one match <laughs> of tennis? Like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if like can Gonzaga join as a, on a basketball only situation. I I, I th- I'll, I'll say this, whatever idea you can come up with, it is plausible that it could happen. I think like our minds go to that too, that like, that's not the way it works. You can't do it that way. But as we've seen time and again, like throw all that shit out the window in college sports yeah. in 2021. Like they're, they're, yeah. they'll, they'll fight. If, if Gonzaga wants to join the PAC 12 <laughs> for every other sport, but basketball is like big East. And then they have like a club football team that plays in the mountain West. That's possible. <laughs> they could do that if they wanted, like they'll find a way like the, the, the yeah. these, these conferences, these, these schools, they find a way. Um, but I think I ultimately settle. If I'm, if I'm running Gonzaga, I go independent. I, I like strike a deal with, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I negotiate game by game basis for TV rights or whatever, but like, I don't know. I, I I love the idea of Gonzaga just being independent, having no conference, just playing anybody. They play, they sprinkle in a game against the overtime league, the Don Day Academy. <laughs> <laughs> They'll play anybody. They're playing the Washington Generals like three or four times. <laughs> and Gonzaga's I, I, just yeah, like they're playing G League teams. They're playing yeah, the Ignite team. Yeah, yeah. And and Gonzaga is like that version of college basketball, uh, or, or the version like the alternate, like all these alternate teams are popping up, like Don Day Academy and whatever the hell else is going on. Gonzaga is college basketball's version of that. They're like, we, we exist in our own, our own space. We, uh, we, you know, and, and we play who we want to play when we want to play them. I don't know. Well, we, we know college basketball is PR at this point and it's all about announcements and decisions. So I love your idea of going independent, but I think every season they decide which conference they're going to play in. Oh so yeah. Every, so That's every crazy. year, like it's like the next, like this year we're going to play in the ACC and it's like they have their top five conferences and it's like a tipped and edit. And then they get to decide what <laughs> conference they're going to play in every single year. So it's like, you get excited, you know, you're in the big East. You're like, damn, Gonzaga's is going to be with us this year. Like the yeah. ACC is like, Oh, and we got Gonzaga this year. Like this could be crazy. Big 12, we got Gonzaga. Oh, insane. You know, like that's what I think. I think every year it's a one-year contracts. You know, you you get people excited. Yes, you're betting on yourself. But as we've seen, LeBron bets on himself. KD bets on himself. I mean, all these superstars in the NBA. Kawhi bets on himself. So why can't Gonzaga bet on themselves? So I, I love independent. I think independent is the answer. Don't join a conference full stop. Keep the power. And then, you know, every single year, make a new decision. Who, uh, I've, I haven't really thought about it other than, uh, uh, Gonzaga who, who could join the big East, like Dayton, but Dayton makes sense. Dayton makes a Dayton lot of makes sense. Dayton makes sense. Right? Yeah. Dayton, Dayton would be makes, nice. Uh, I'm going to pull up a map of college basketball program map here. Uh, this is how I is there it. any American teams? Like as if, if the American div- dissolves, does the big East try to just grab like SMU and Memphis, you know, uh, and just try to bring them into the big East. <sighs> Yeah, Memphis is another one I could see that they're just like, why not? You know, why not go for it? 
Memphis would, yeah, Memphis would make sense, I guess. Like the, the, everyone just goes to the football part, where like Memphis has like a real football team, I guess. I guess. But not really. I mean, yeah, really. I was gonna I mean, say, yeah, like, like if I said, Justin figure Fuente it out. Can like, just get poached by Virginia Tech. I mean, you're you're already working behind the eight ball, and uh, I mean, they've had some big wins. Not to disrespect Memphis football, but at this point, Penny Hardaway has said to the world, "We're a basketball school, so go to the Big East, be a basketball school." All right, I'm pulling up like a map. I'm trying to make sense of this thing. Um, all right, who who's uh, yeah, Dayton Dayton's obvious. St. Louis would be a good one. Yeah, I like St. Louis. Just, just get some get some A10 guy. I guess that's the move. I, they'll, they'll probably like try to poach the A10 if they're going to expand. Um, yeah, you could do like Richmond VCU. Uh, you yeah, get a little rivalry. That's, that's interesting. Between those, yeah, 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 yeah. Spring, but so basically, like, the A, the A10 and the American would be like the two that you look at. And you're what like. If, what what if the Big East though? Like, what if you take Gonzaga and then throw in like a San Diego State or, um, I don't know the, the UNLV. We, yeah, we, we got to get UNLV back. Uh, you, you sprinkle in a handful of those, just a couple of like UNLV. Say UNLV, San Diego State, and Gonzaga. Add those to the Big East. Uh, and then now you got a West Coast trip. You know, like so. Like yeah, now, and, you, it, it, and you and you do one East school like Rhode Island. You throw yeah. Rhode Island in there. So the, it's four schools that you bring in, three West Coast and Rhode Island. So like the Rhode Island people are excited. And they're like, hey, we're in the Big East. Let's get it. And then, you know, everyone from the West Coast is like, hey, we're, we're in the Big East, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> College sports are so dumb. How can you not love it? How can you not love it? <laughs> How can you not love this stuff? Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, what? Are, what? Are, let's do shout outs, close outs, wrap this. Yeah, up. quickly. I just want to shout out Penny Hardaway. Um, there was Memphis Madness. Um, I, I watched a few clips from this. I saw a few quotes from this, but Penny basically drove. Um, I, I don't know what the car was, but I mean, it was some sort of futuristic, you know, out of Blade Runner. Uh, it was a slingshot, says Jim Cunningham, that he he drove out to center court. Um, it looked like I got to look this I up. Mean, I didn't see this. It was it was absolutely the spectacle that you would imagine. Titus, he doubled down again. Um, another reporter from Memphis asked Penny Hardaway about how much NIL has been able, um, how much NIL has been able to benefit uh, the program and how it's been able to help them with recruiting. And Penny Hardaway has yet again swiped it away and said NIL had nothing to do with it. Um, he said the wrong wrong acronym. It's not NIL. It's NBA. Um, and he said that he played in the NBA. Larry Brown coached nine teams in the NBA. Rasheed Wallace was the best player at his position in the NBA. And that is why kids want to play for Memphis. It has nothing to do with NIL. It has nothing to do with FedEx. <laughs> it has nothing to do with bags. It has to do with the NBA. Um, so it, it was a great moment um, in time just seeing Penny on top of the world. He also brought up the fact that uh, Houston was picked to win the conference. So he said, we have not reached our goal. Um, the mm. goal was not to actually win, but it's to be named number it's one. To in the <laughs> it's to be preseason. It's the it's the Remy Martin dude. That's the uh, yeah. What, what is what is what is Jim? What are you showing us here? Jim Jim showing us the the Jim. The I have Penny Google. I don't need you to show me that. I just googled it myself. Thank you, dude. What do you? What do you I'm literally on Thank the computer you, right now. Uh, I don't even know the name of the car, dude. I, I looked up. It. By the way, I looked it up. The the Polaris. That's like not. Is it, is that even a car? Is it just like that? Looks like is the, it a four wheeler, uh, dude? It looks like it looks like the thing that like. The, the the dune the, buggy the the dad in the suburbs that's going through the midlife crisis buys, buys for his kid. Like he, yeah. he used to have a golf cart, and now he's like, "We gotta, <laughs> you know." He, 
He scammed. He's got this small business that he scammed the government during the pandemic to get a bunch of yeah. loans that he, yes. he shouldn't yes. qualify for, but he got them. He was anyway. like, "Have you heard about these PPP loans?" Yeah, like, he just started like incredible. racking up like a hundred PPP loans, and then took all that money and bought a Polaris slingshot <laughs> to drive around to drive his kids to school. <laughs> I, the high much, I, I want to say this. I thought it was a much cooler car than that. So I apologize. <laughs> I, it was not as cool as I thought. I thought it was like Dude, a Lamborghini or something. I just saw like the front headlights. I'll put it this way. This is the car that Buckeye guy, uh, who's the, 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 the Ohio yeah. state fan that wears the cowboy hat and all that. Yeah. Like this th- this he guy, drives? He, he's saving up to buy one of these. He's like, this, this is my dream car. <laughs> Every guy with a gator at home is like, I need that Polaris. <laughs> I need the Polaris so bad. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully next year Penny can, uh, achieve his dream of, of being, yeah. preseason. Number I saw, preseason. I saw, uh, I saw Remy Martin was named a uh, big 12 player of the year preseason. And it reminded me of last year when Remy Martin was named <laughs> first team preseason, all American by the, AP. I think next year he should transfer to the ACC so he can be yeah. preseason ACC player of the year. And then he should go for all power five conferences, like player of the year, preseason player of the <laughs> preseason. year, preseason, preseason only though, preseason. <laughs> He's the preseason god. I don't do postseason awards. Only I, don't, preseason I don't mess awards. with that, dude. Give me preseason. <laughs> what a uh, loser. I want to shout out. Um, speaking of, we uh, surprise, surprise. We talked a lot about Duke. You, you mentioned Memphis. That leaves one program yeah. we need to talk about, which is Kentucky. Um, mm. The the latest news out of Lexington is Shaden Sharp, who is a name you might you might recall. Tate is 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 the new number one recruit in the class of 2022 because every other recruit has reclassified, basically. And the 2022 class is out of recruits. Um, Shaden Sharp committed to Kentucky, number one in 2022. Apparently, the rumors that are being flowed to Tate is that he mm. might pull the uh, Hamadou Diallo and join Kentucky at the semester break. In January. Reclassify, join in January. Wow. Um, so it's a twofold news story. One, uh, is he going to help Kentucky at all? Is it like, do, do when Diallo joined the team, he wasn't that great, right? Like, it, it, no, it really, it was, yeah, nothing really. It didn't, it, it was, was just it too was young. No I mean, it, yeah, he's too it, young. It felt very much like he should not be playing. Yes. But maybe Shaden Sharp will help out Kentucky. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll there, there's that. Uh, number two, there's going to be a new number one recruit in the class of 2022 now. Cause he's going to, he's out of that class anymore. So, a Mari Bailey for, that day. Yeah. for Drake. God's plan. It's going back to Mari Bailey. Yeah, I think so. He's, he's the first so. guy to ever be the number one recruit in the class, like three different times. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, speaking of recruits that are trying to be the number one recruit, the number one recruit in the 2023 class, according to me, Robert Dillingham, who was going to Donda Academy. He apparently went on a visit this week to LSU Titus. Will Wade got him on campus. I'm not even this is not a joke. You may think I'm kidding. <laughs> he went to LSU the guy for a visit who, this week. <laughs> Donda Academy being a pipeline to LSU. Nothing has ever made sick. more sense in my life. Yes. Nothing yes. has ever made more sense. That's 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 the story. That's all I got. I How just know he went on a visit. Not love college basketball. It makes no sense. How can you not love it? What a it's sport. The best sport in the world. Uh, other recruiting news. Uh, must bus rolls on. Jordan Walsh, mm. five star, committed to Arkansas. Um, I'm not going to pretend I know it. anything about this guy. Other than he's got five stars next to his name, and uh, he's going to Arkansas, and that's exciting. Arkansas is back, by the way. They're actually yeah. back. They made the Elite Eight last year for the first time in a thousand years. Uh, the moment I, I saw, they're they're selling out um, all their their season tickets this year. It's it's uh, they they've already sold them all out, or they're very very close. 
Arkansas is back. Like they're, they're yeah. the program's in great shape. And I don't think Muss is going anywhere. I think there's that too. Cause I think the fear this past off season was that Muss might go to IU or Carolina. I don't think that was ever really serious, but you know, his name gets floated for every single job. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he going to go back out West coast? Arizona uh, was the one that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think now must be crazy to leave. Right. Cause the SEC yeah. is, is, is a rocket ship to the moon as a basketball conference. As we know, Arkansas is, is very much back and he seems to love it down there. And, and they, they get him. basketball. They're a basketball yeah. school. That's a know, basketball school. Level. Yeah. yeah they don't so. want to admit it, but they've always been a basketball school. Exactly. The, Arkansas has always in my mind been a basketball school. And I don't think Arkansas fans love that necessarily, but just embrace it. You're about yeah, embrace, embrace the fact that you've been there. You've been on top. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's the other thing, you know, it's like football. Yeah, you could be on top, but like just enjoy basketball. Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. But basketball, you actually have been on top. It's not a what if yeah. you've been there. It's before. not a what um, if. Yeah. Finally, in recruiting news, uh, Jet Howard, Jawan Howard son committed to Michigan. Mm. Um, so there's that as well. Shocking. That, uh, yeah. I don't know. Who's a, uh, we've talked about this before. I wish I was better prepared with my list of, guys that don't commit to their dads i respect those guys <laughs> yeah I, I respect the guys the, that are like i don't want to play for my dad yeah no i mean i was gonna say like i thought you're gonna ask who's someone that you were shocked they played for their dad like i think that, oh who's uh, the most Bald- shocking i yeah. think baldwin going to play for uw milwaukee is still shocking you know i, th- that I, is I thought shocking. Gonna, yeah i thought he was gonna go to duke ray mccallum, ray McCallum's Jr. Going to another one. Yeah, yeah that, that was the, that mind. was the one i couldn't believe it because i thought he was going to carolina um, yeah, the, I mean, playing for your dad is tough. Dougie McBuckets, of course, playing for his dad. That was, that was always, you know, destiny at that point. But, um, yeah, I bet Pete Maravich at the time going with it, but I, I it was probably like a, uh, an assumed, no, he had situation. no choice. Yeah. Which no, is why no the LSU hired press in the first place. But I bet if that happens in 2021, we're, uh, we're losing our minds when Pete Maravich commits to LSU. We're like, why would he do, like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You're going to play for your dad and L- I don't know. Maybe not. LSU's a bad Will, example. Will but, Wade but like is the what, kind of guy that would give his job up for Pistol Pete. Yeah. You know, he's L- like, your dad I, what, can literally have my job. I don't mean LSU in twenty. I mean whatever the equivalent of LSU was. Yeah. Then, like <laughs> yeah. right now. Like yeah. Yeah. That, that, Louisiana be, Monroe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Press Maravich goes to Louisiana Monroe, and Pete follows him. We'd be like, what the hell, dude? Go to <laughs> go, go to Carolina or Duke, Carolina. Or what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Mike Bibby's the one that comes to mind, though. The guy that uh, Henry Bibby yeah. was at USC, right? And Mike went yeah. to Arizona. Yeah. That's respect. That was that, that, that's yeah, that, won a that national title. That's respect. Yeah, that says something. <laughs> that's respect, dude. What a G. Take that, Dad. Suck it. In conference? He goes to school in conference. Yeah, that's honestly, I would title. hate my son. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you don't even talk to your son anymore. Dude, it's legendary. Uh, all right, anything else? Is that it? That's all I got. That's all I got today. Great show, though. I mean, look, Fun for all the people at home, yeah, if, if you're, look, we, we don't want to talk about Kyrie Irving's personal decisions, but we have to talk about Duke ba- men's basketball's personal <laughs> comments. So, I mean, that's that's the big takeaway. This is no, more did, about Duke did, than anything you know, else. What you do is, like, this is this is also where we found ourselves in 2021. All you have to do is just say it's my personal decision to talk about his personal decision. Oh, so you have to respect, you're right. Respect my personal decision. Yes, we live in a free country. Like it's the kid that it's like the Eric Cartman of your school who would just like walk up to you and like punch you and then, or, or like steal your lunch. And mm-hmm. then you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like you just come and take a chicken finger off your plate. And then he's like, it's a free country. I can do what I want. And you're like, that's not yeah. what a free country means. Cartman. What are you talking well, Emma, about? I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was, I thought this was America. Is this not a free country? So I, I think that's yes. the move tape. 
yeah. if you if you get any flack from anybody about anything, just say it's my own personal decision to yeah. have these thoughts. Uh, and you mm-hmm. have to respect that. And then yeah. it puts their brain in a pretzel and they don't know what to do. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I guess I do have to respect that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man, that's good times. That's the show. Uh, we are, we are in Austin, uh, me and Jim. I, I want to shout my, my final shout out to Jim Cunningham for riding a mechanical bull last night and oh, nice. in Austin, Texas. He lasted, uh, I don't know. Well, how, how long did you last Jim? Like six seconds, 10 minutes. <laughs> Jim, it was Jim, absolutely Jim, hilarious Jim. visual. Uh, we we we've been in Texas for two weeks. It's entirely too much Texas, Tate. It's uh, I, I, I've decided that's the name of my album. I'm, I'm dressing like too a much Texan. Texas. Yeah, too much Texas is the name of my album. <laughs> it's kind of like Harvey Updike when he's like, "I got too much Bama in me." You're like, "I got too much Texas in me." This is way too much Texas. Last night, by the way, we were at a uh, we're at we're at a bar. And this bachelorette party, because of course it's a bachelorette party in Austin. There's a million of them. Um, yeah. Walked up to us, and a uh, girl girl asked me, she's like, "Are you from Texas?" Because I was wearing the whole cowboy getup, by the boots, the belt buckle, the the hat on her. Everything. She's like, Love she's it. like, "You from Texas?" And I was like, "Born and raised." <laughs> it's a born and raised. <laughs> she's like, she's like, wow. I go, I go, where you, where are y'all from? I said it. I said y'all. I was like, where y'all from? She goes, New Jersey, and I was like, bet you don't see many cowboys in New Jersey. She's like, no, we don't. It's like so cool to see one. I was like, I'm on the inside, I'm, I'm like, dude, too much Texas. I gotta get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm gonna start believing this pretty soon. I'm yeah. start. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, Good times. Go, uh, go, uh, yeah, go forth into the world. Go have fun. We're gonna, we're gonna watch Texas win on Saturday, beat Oklahoma State, and then uh, we'll see you guys next week. So.